Hey, it's Ethan Meyer, and welcome to A Kaleidoscopic Mind. It is the 29th of November. Um, I didn't record last week because it was Thanksgiving. There was a lot of things going on, and uh, so yeah, just didn't, didn't really feel like uh, sitting down and worrying about recording an episode, but... How did how was uh how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Are you guys filled with gratitude and and thankfulness and and carbs? <laughs> um, my Thanksgiving, like most Thanksgivings, are uh, pretty low key, I guess. Um, never really had a you know we don't do the hallmark. Thanksgiving where it's just like, you know, extended family, big long dinner table and aunts and uncles and grandparents and cousins and everybody comes together, a big spread. Like never, you know, we've never, we've never done that. You know, I don't do that as an adult. Never really had that as a kid. Even as a kid, it was mostly just my immediate family, you know, parents, my sister, maybe, you know, an aunt or uncle here or there. But for the most part, it was pretty small group um and now that i don't even live by family and this year's been kind of a shit show you know thanksgiving was just you know my wife and i and you know our kids and we went over to um her sisters and uh just kind of you know they like you know my wife and i are vegan vegetarian and uh, her sister's vegetarian, but her sister's uh, fiance is not, and no, no one else on his side of the family is has any dietary restrictions or anything. So, you know, they still did the normal food prep, you know, turkey and you know all the sides and stuff. Um, so, you know, we went over there and it was nice. We just you know kind of dropped by for like an hour or two and ate some, ate some sides, like the, you know, the classics, like, you know, green bean casserole and mashed potatoes and stuffing, which is, stuffing is like what I live for, for Thanksgiving, like, that's really, the, even as a kid, that's really the only thing I ever cared about, like, even, it doesn't even have to be, like, homemade, like, even just give me that shit out of a box, like, I, when I first moved out on my own, um, I used to just buy boxes of stovetop stuffing and just make that shit for dinner. Like, <laughs> like I love stuffing. And uh, so that's like really the only thing I look forward to. And having a, uh, a partner who's gluten-free, you know, we make vegan gluten-free stuffing, you know, from scratch, like homemade. I mean, we don't make our own fucking bread, but we get gluten-free bread and cut it up in little squares and, and uh, kind of bake it in the oven a little bit to dry it out. So when you put it in the, the you know, when you add the liquid or whatever, you know, absorbs it all up. And yeah, fucking God, I love stuffing. And I got a whole vat of it in the refrigerator still from, you know, leftovers from, you know, um, from that Thanksgiving, like, you know, actual Thanksgiving. And then my wife and I made our own spread like two days later because we wanted to make a couple different things. And uh, so we have like, you know, double the Thanksgiving leftovers. But I always, you know, 
I always got to get dinner rolls. I love dinner rolls. Just a nice, warm. Because I'm not, I'm not gluten free. I, you know, I'm all about that. Give me that gluten. I'm big bread guy. I always have been. So one thing I look forward to, another, you know, is either like a a dinner roll or like those Hawaiian sweet rolls or like a crescent roll. Warm those up in the oven and just stuff it with a little butter. You know, obviously we use vegan butter, which is a thing. Um, but yeah, even, you know, even growing up when I still ate meat and dairy and all that other shit, um, I was never really a big turkey guy. Um, like I ate it, but I, I never really was like overly excited about turkey. Especially like for me, I feel like turkey's better the next day when it's uh, cold. Like I remember... You know, that next, that next day, like, you know, that the Friday after or whatever, Black Friday, you go downstairs, you'd open up the refrigerator, you grab out some cold turkey, you don't even warm it up, just get some just shredded cold turkey, stuff it in a, a dinner roll and just eat that shit. Just, that's it. Nothing else. Maybe a little cranberry sauce if you got some left over, if the turkey's really dry or, you know. Or what I would do is I would put stuffing in it and turkey and then in a roll. So it's just like twice as many starches. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I like to eat my turkey is like cold. Like I, I never really liked it like right out of the oven or um, later on, like my parents started like deep frying their turkey. Um, I think they still do that actually. I don't know. I haven't been home for Thanksgiving in years. So like I said, we don't, we don't really put a whole lot of stock and the Thanksgiving, like, uh, it's more just an excuse to cook certain food items that you don't eat the rest of the year and just to kind of like gorge and watch football. Um, so, but yeah, I, you know, I was more of a, I was more of a ham guy, you know, like my, uh, my grandfather on my, uh, my mother's side, he was also like never really a big turkey guy. He always, we always had to have a, uh, a ham. You know, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, you had to have had to have a ham, and I, I definitely preferred eating ham over turkey. I don't know, just same. Like I was never really a big chicken person either. Um, like my my meats of choice growing up and up until I made the switch was pretty much always like pork, pork based. You know, pork chops and pork steaks and you know, bacon and, you know, uh, like pork roast and pork shoulder and like, you know, barbecue sandwiches and stuff like that. Like I was never, never really into steak. Like I, you know, it was fine. Um, I was never really into ribs, um, beef or pork. Um, I, I'd never really was into chicken. I think also too, like, you know, my mom, like, you know, she's not a Michelin star chef, right? And there was a couple times where she would cook chicken and it would be a little suspect. Like, you know, you're taking your, you're taking your life in your hands when you're, when you're, when you would eat that meal. So I was always just so like really anxious about chicken. Plus I got like food poisoning, like half, you know, at least three or four times, um, from different restaurants. In fact, two of them were, uh, Chick-fil-A which I always chalked up to the fact that I'm atheist, so I just assumed it was the Jesus chicken trying to punish me for my sins. <laughs> Try to kill me, the fuck, the heathen. 
Um, but yeah, and then like KFC, I'd get fucking food poisoning from that. And you get when you get food poisoning from a specific food, and you know it was from a, that specific food, uh, you don't want to eat that shit for a while. Like I remember, I got food poisoning from like a Chinese restaurant, and I didn't eat that shit again for like ten years. Like never went back to that restaurant. <laughs> so. And it was always chicken. I, you know, I never got sick from anything else. It was always chicken. It was always fucking undercooked or whatever. And it just, yeah. So I just, safe to it was it was pretty fucking easy for me to give up meat <laughs> when I made that switch. Because, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Like, dairy was a lot harder to give up for a lot of reasons. I mean, a dairy is like one of the most addictive substances on the planet. Um, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to go down a fucking vegan rabbit hole about why dairy's awful for you. You know, like <laughs> that's not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to convert anybody or, or whatever, but, and I still eat it occasionally just because, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's addiction for you, right? <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm just craving some, some cheese and I'm just like, man, God damn it. Or like, another thing, like vegan pizza, um, I've had some really, really good vegan pizza from like food festivals and stuff. Um, but here where I live in, uh, the Midwest and the Bible Belt, and, you know, beef and corn country, uh, not a lot of good vegan pizza. Um, so, you know, every once in a while when I'm craving like a good slice of pizza, like I just, you know, I gotta just get the, you know, go vegetarian and just get like a, a cheese pizza or like a margarita, which is like my personal favorite. Um, cause yeah, there's just not a lot of good vegan options and yeah, I can make my own, make my own crust and make my own cheese and you know, yada, yada. I've done that shit. It's just, it's a lot, and usually when you're in the mood for pizza, it's because you don't want to cook. You just want something quick and easy, and you know there's like a football game on. You're like, all right, I just want to, you know, I just want a cocktail and like a big fucking cheesy pizza, and not have to worry about anything. So it's kind of counterintuitive where it's just like, all right, I want pizza, so I'm gonna spend two hours making all this shit from scratch so I can have it vegan. Like that's just, especially nowadays when like time is so limited. <laughs> here recently you know sometimes i just gotta like bite the bullet and be like all right i'm just gonna get a fucking dairy pizza you know whatever um so yeah i mean for the most part like thanksgiving dishes you know for our like i guess main protein or whatever you know what you know we'll do like a lentil loaf sometimes or um if we're feeling lazy sometimes we'll just get like one of those like pre-made like vegan like roasts or whatever the fuck but a lot of those are like gluten-based so i you know my wife wanted to eat them so it'd just be me uh eating on it so a lot of times it's just not worth worth the money to buy a big you know pre-made vegan roast if i'm the only one eating it so a lot of times we just make a lot of sides you know like scallop potatoes and green bean casserole and homemade cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and stuffing and you know just usually it's just a bunch of sides for the most part and uh occasionally we'll do a pumpkin pie not from scratch that's just way too much effort 
Um, or we'll do like a homemade cheesecake. Like ho- like vegan cheesecake uh, is so much fucking better than not vegan cheesecake. Like regular cheesecake is so rich and overly sweet that it kind of just... I don't know if it's just been, you know, I had a, I had a slice this, this past Thanksgiving, like last week, my mother-in-law made cheesecake, regular old ass cheesecake. And I love it. It's like my favorite fucking dessert. I always had cheesecake growing up. Wasn't a big cake person or cupcakes or any of that shit. Like birthdays, I had a cheesecake. So I had a slice of regular old cheesecake and holy shit, like it's just, yeah, it's way too rich and way too, and it was just plain, you know, there wasn't like a turtle or, you know, a New York style where it had like the strawberry swirl or anything. It was just plain ass cheesecake. And yeah, I just, like it was fine, but it was, you'd eat one slice and you'd kind of just feel a little shitty, you know? Vegan cheesecake, like we make the bases uh, like cashews, right? And then the crust is uh, like basically just walnuts and dates. And it's so much more like, mild and usually what we do is we'll put a little like lemon zest in it and then like shave a little lemon zest on top and it's like got the citrus it's got a little bit of sweetness but not overpowering it's not overly rich because it's cashews you know then you get a little bit of sweetness in the crust from the dates like vegan cheesecakes just fucking light years better than regular ass cheesecake i i implore anybody who's a big uh big cheesecake fan to try some vegan recipes out because it's it's so much better like and there's a lot of them out there that are like tofu based where you use tofu as like the main ingredient but in my experience um it doesn't hold up as well like it's not as firm um like sometimes like the 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 cheesecakes itself a little bit more like moist i guess so I i don't know i'm not i'm just not as into uh using tofu in that way like silken tofu or whatever and blending it up like yeah I, I prefer the uh the cashew route and it's you know it's easy you just get like cashews and soak them in water until they get soft and then you can blend them up but uh or if you have like a powerful enough blender like you don't need to soak them like you essentially are soaking cashews so you don't ruin your hamilton beach blender <laughs> but I have a fucking ninja, so I can, you know, I can grind fucking concrete in that thing, so. Um, but yeah, um, so that was Thanksgiving. Um, my sister and I did, like, a pretty funny thing where we did, like, you know, everyone sits around the table and they go around and be like, oh, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for health, and I'm thankful for God, and I'm thankful for a democratic president, and, you know, whatever the fuck people are thankful for, um. My sister and I have like dark sense of humor, so we did our unthankful things, which is essentially just pet peeves, I guess. <laughs> um, so I got a couple for you right here. Um, one of the things I am unthankful for is people who don't pull all the way up to the pump at a gas station. And you, you know the people I'm talking about. You go to the gas station, you're, you know, you're, let's say you pull in behind another car and that car stops at the first pump when there's like two more ahead of them. So then you have to kind of like go around and like parallel park into the next pump or just drive all the way around the fucking gas station to find another open lane. Like those people are the most annoying, selfish pieces of shit. I just cannot, like they just, 
they're the people that have their own fucking bubble, you know. They're like the they can't see reason or anything. They just exist in their own world and nothing else matters. Like fuck those people, can't stand them. Um another thing I'm unthankful for and and this thing you see a lot more this time of year when everyone's in that floaty giving mood. Um you know, you go to like a coffee shop, especially like a Starbucks or like one of the chain places, and you're sitting in line, like the drive-through, and you pull up, and and the you know the barista will be like, "Oh, well, the person in front, you know, went ahead and paid for yours," and then there's the implication that since the person in front of you paid for your coffee, you now have to pay for the person behind you. Uh, I don't do that. I'm just like, oh, "Okay, cool, thanks," and then I get my coffee and drive off, because. I don't know what that fucker bought behind. That dude behind me can be getting coffee for his whole office. I'm expected to pay for that. One of my Colombian Santa. Like, I hate that shit. Just, just, just buy your own coffee and fucking drive off. Like, if you want to be generous, just donate to charity or something, or give the barista a big fucking tip or something. Like, I hate the. It's almost like forcing me to be generous. <laughs> and I don't. Uh, then it's just then it's just disingenuous generosity, right? It's I'm just, I'm just like, ugh. All right, well, I guess I have to do this. You know, I feel compelled to, you know, pay for this person's fucking coffee because someone else paid for mine. Like that's just that's that's phony baloney generosity right there. I don't buy into that shit. So unthankful for those. And uh, another thing I'm unthankful for is uh, 100% cotton shirts. Fuck them. They're the worst. I got like a, I got like this really badass um, Cowboy Bebop shirt a while back. Had a really cool design, super minimalist. I'm a big Cowboy Bebop fan. And uh, shirt got here, 100% cotton. I'm just like, son of a bitch. You know, and I always get like a size up because I know, I know a lot of these shirts are 100% cotton. And I also know that even if I wash that shit on the coldest fucking water and air dried on a clothesline, it's still going to shrink like three sizes. Like, I don't know if there's like different types of cotton and there's cheap ass cotton and like good cotton, but I, fuck, I fucking hate 100%. Plus, they're just uncomfortable or itchy as shit. Like, maybe I have sensitive skin or something, but I just feel like I'm wearing like a a wool shirt from the Civil War when I put on 100% cotton shirts, like, fucking hate them. Like, put, throw some fucking polyester in there, stretch, make it a little stretchy, you know, put some, put some effort into it. You know, what's the, what's the other one? Radon or whatever the fuck? Or is it, is it radon or is that like, <laughs> is that like radioactive material? I don't know. Anyways, there's, there's, there's definitely better, um, clothing components to make these shirts so they last longer and keep the right fit and and just feel more comfortable to wear like i wear a lot more like i guess athletic brands just because they tend to lean more into like the polyester and i get hot really easily so I like my shirts to breathe a little better and hot 100 cotton doesn't breathe for shit you know it just traps all that heat in there and i just start sweating and then a cotton shirt that starts you know it starts like swelling up because it's absorbing all your body grease like shirt the fuck fuck it fuck 100 cotton shirts they shouldn't exist why are we still picking cotton make shirts from other shit like <laughs> it sucks i'm tired of it um so yeah those are just a few of the 
<laughs> Thanksgiving or un unThanksgiving pet peeves. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like a a dumb thing that that uh, we did. Also, I just don't even know what the fuck Thanksgiving even is anymore. Like, is it still just a thing that they taught us in like elementary school where it's just like pilgrims and Indians just had a fucking dinner? Like they just, you know, the pilgrims just paused genocide and religious conversion for a day so they can, you know, eat some corn with the natives after they just got done, you know, destroying their land and murdering all of them. Is that, is that what Thanksgiving is? Or is there something else that I'm missing, like some sort of like historical context that I'm not getting? Because Thanksgiving just seems like a bullshit fucking holiday. Like this country has so many fucking holidays that just seem like an excuse so like bank workers can get a day off or something. Like <laughs> Thanksgiving is definitely one of them. <laughs> like, like the fuck. And Black Friday is literally just most places like observe it as a holiday so you can so... Because Thanksgiving, oddly, is on a Thursday always. So if you don't observe Black Friday, then it's just kind of like you get this weird, like, work day in between. So, like, the whole the whole thing just seems fucking poorly laid out and planned. And, like, Black Friday is also a terrible name. <laughs> like, what's the implication there? <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. It's All this is... It's all just, I don't know, ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just an excuse to eat a bunch of shit, watch football, and spend a bunch of money you don't have, I guess. That's the true meaning of the of the holiday there. Because, I mean, shouldn't we give it, shouldn't it be grateful year-round? And giving thanks year-round or whatever the fuck? So, I don't know. I don't know. What else has been going on? Oh, so my son has... Uh, gotten into dancing um but only all right so i don't even remember how this started but he will only dance to specific music of a certain genre he will only dance to 90s hip-hop if i try turning on even modern day hip-hop nope won't work I try turning on anything else besides 90s hip hop, he just kind of looks at me, you know, with like his furrowed eyebrows and just gives me this look like, come on, dad, I can't dance to this shit. Like, what are we doing here? But if I turn on, you know, People Under the Stairs or, or Talib Kweli or Tribe Called Quest or any of that shit, this kid breaking it down. And he's actually like, so my wife was into dance. You know, she studied in college. She did a lot. She's been dancing her whole life up until she met me. And I just put a bunch of kids in her. <laughs> but, uh, so she, she, she works with them and like tries to teach them like these little simple steps and stuff. And he's, he's really good at just like following, following her lead. And, uh, and then I get in there. I'm like the worst, whitest dad dancer in the world. So like I get in there and, and you know do my thing and he like mimics it and my wife's like oh no 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 don't do that you don't want to dance like your dad you don't want to be a dork <laughs> you know i'm in there like raising the roof and shit <laughs> uh but yeah he he loves it it's he like uh, we have one of those like you know little alexas in our living room and he'll like run over to it and point at it and like you know and his like baby babble he'll like you know 
yell out to try and get it to like play music and then he looks at us and he tries to like he like he'll like shake his hands a little bit or like kind of like wiggle his waist like he wants to dance and i'm like oh okay so i'll be like hey you know alexa play you know play tribe and then he'll start playing and he'll just starts like dancing around jumping around and doing the doing the two-step and sliding and you know all kinds of other shit that my wife taught him and it's super cute it's 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 great it's 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 really it's really funny and he just now he wants to do it all the time now he wants to do it all the time and it'll be in like the worst times we'll be like in the middle of cooking dinner and he'll be like dance party <laughs> we're like nah buddy hold on let's you know hold on a second so but yeah he's getting he's getting into that stuff which is pretty funny um he he's uh he found out that YouTube exists because we have an app on our uh, TV, and he knows how to use the TV. For a two-year-old, he knows how to use the TV very well. He's very proficient with a lot of technology. Um, so he knows how to use the TV, knows how to find all the apps and find his shows. and So he saw the YouTube app, and I guess he clicked on it um, and loaded it up, and, and I tried to help him find something that was like kid-appropriate. And, uh, but I also was like in a guest account because I didn't want him, I didn't want the algorithm on my account loading up a bunch of stupid shit all the time. So I just had a guest account for him. <laughs> and he found all these like videos. They're just like a lot of just ASMR shit of just like people putting like marbles on like a wooden track and they roll down the track and fall into like a plastic bucket. And he'll watch that shit for like an hour and then just like fall asleep on the couch. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's like a I look over and he's just like slumped over like a fucking 80 year old man and a lazy boy you know just just passed out from it but he's he's like going down this like YouTube rabbit hole and finding all this crazy weird shit to watch and I'm just I had to like put a stop to it because I was just like all right I don't know none of this stuff has any sort of like benefit at all besides the fact that it put you to sleep because some of it's like weird and creepy. There was like one where it was just like, it seemed like a like a like a dev kit for like uh, for like video game development. Because it was essentially just like simulation software, right? Where you just like it's just like these cars, and they would just drive down a ramp and crash, and it'd be like a realistic crash physics. And these people would just put all kinds of just like weird objects for them to crash into. And uh, one of them was just like these monster trucks just driving down this like hill and being chased by like some slender man looking shit before it would like hit a ramp and crash into a giant like charizard or something i'm just like what the fuck are you watching <laughs> like this is this is like nightmare fuel so i finally i didn't delete the app off the thing but i just i kind of set like boundaries you know he'll like He'll like get his lunch tray and go in there and he'll, you know, be like YouTube. And I'm like, no, 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 we can't do YouTube. YouTube doesn't work from like, you know, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know, <laughs> we got to, you know, let's let's turn to something else. Let's watch a bluey or, or something. So because I just that shit has like no there's literally no benefit at all. And, you know, and like sitting in front of the TV, watching TV like for his meals or or whatever, if I'm just trying, if I just need like 30 minutes so I can clean the kitchen or something and I got to have him watch, I would rather him watch something that's somewhat educational or at least like wholesome as opposed to like some of this crazy ass shit he's been watching on YouTube. So 
I guess I'll just, if I need, you know, some time to be productive, I'll just turn on fucking hip hop and just let them dance around. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll start doing. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, energy drinks. Energy drinks. I need them. <laughs> Found this new energy drink called Riot. It's essentially just like, it's got like the same amount of like caffeine and no sugar, like a, like a monster. Like I always, when I still, when I was still uh, working and filming, I always would have uh, monsters, like the zero sugar one. It's like the white can. That was the only one I would drink because, you know, you'd be filming like 12 hour days minimum. And since I worked out on like, you know, filming out on the ocean, on the boats and shit, going out there like 3 a.m., I would like crush like two monsters before the fucking sun would come up. So I've been, I've been an energy drink connoisseur, I guess for, I don't know, like five years, five years now or whatever. So I'm always trying to look for stuff, but this one, this one's like more like, I guess, plant-based. Cause like I said, it is basically just like different teas and then it's got uh what is that L theanine or whatever the fuck. It doesn't have taurine in it, which is good, because the one shitty thing about Monster is it has taurine in it, which is like, it gives you a boost like fucking cocaine, right? Just gets you all jittery and shit, but then it crashes your fucking system. It like brings you back, like not even back to normal, it like hits you at rock bottom. So like four hours after you crush a monster, you are like lethargic. <laughs> Because that taurine just burned through your system. <laughs> Which I guess is like great for that company because then it makes you need to, you know, drink another monster. So it's just like keeping you in there, uh, keeping you in their clutches, I guess. But these new, these riot energies that I found, like they don't have as much of a, uh, like a, 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 a dip. You know, you'll drink one and you get a good boost of energy, but there's not really much of a, you know, it's more of like a, a subtle slope down back to normal, right? It's not, it's not so like sudden where you just all of a sudden just like crash and you can barely keep your eyes open, right? So I've been drinking those or drinking these more often. Like I still have coffee in the morning um, now, so and then I just have like a energy drink in the afternoon just to kind of keep me at that level that I can to maintain to, you know, to keep up with my son who doesn't need energy drinks because they're just a giant ball of energy. And once my daughter gets home and, you know, I'm taking care of a two year old and a newborn, like bet your ass I'm going to be crushing these fucking energy drinks all day. So I'm going I'm to need it. So... Oh, oh shit, it hit my knee against the desk. Um, so what else is going on? Um, so there's been a lot of, a lot of talk here recently um, about me kind of getting back into the, the workforce. Um, I've been, you know, I've been a stay-at-home dad since, uh, since 2020. Um, and it's been great. I've loved, I've, I love being home with my son all the time. We have such an amazing bond from being home with him this whole time. 
and it's, you know, and with, with my daughter going to be home soon, you know, being able to forge that bond with her too. But now two kids, um, it, it's getting to that point now where it's like, we need better income. Right. And, uh, so we, you know, my wife and I have been talking about me trying to get back to work. But the thing is, is I've only ever done one thing pretty much. Like I've only ever been in like marketing, advertising from like a video production standpoint, you know, filming and, and video editing and shit like that. And I haven't really done that in a couple of years. And I know like, you know, I know how to do all this stuff. It's like riding a bike. But I'm so rusty at it that the idea of like jumping back in and, and hitting the ground running is like, I'm kind of nervous about it because, you know, I always, I would always edit on Adobe, right? And the last time I used Adobe Premiere, like was late 2019 and it's almost 2023 like, I can only imagine how many fucking iterations that shit's gone through now. I'm going to open that software up and be completely, you know, mind-fucked by, like, the new layouts, the UI changes, new tools, you know, this, that, and the other. And if I get a job, I'm going to be expected to, like, know how all this stuff works at an efficient, proficient level, which I don't. I haven't I haven't been behind a camera since late 2019. I haven't really done anything with a you know besides like some product photography here and there for freelance work. And it just kind of makes me think like I really wish I could just find a completely new like career path. Like I wish I could just like be a fucking banker, right? Or like a work for insurance or some shit. I just want a job where I can just walk in, punch the fucking clock, do some mundane corporate work, punch out, go home, and never fucking think about the place again, you know, where I don't really, it doesn't require a lot of skill, it's more just like routine or procedure, order operation kind of work, or even just like a factory job, like, go, like let me just work on a fucking assembly line, pulling levers and, you know, shit like that, like, I'm at the point now where I don't really need a creative outlet um, for my work. You know, I've always, all my, like I said, all my jobs besides when I worked at the as a projectionist have all been jobs with like um, where someone else has to like critique my work, right? And I've done that for so long that I'm kind of just tired of it. I'm kind of tired of like filming shit, making this big, you know, project putting all these hours into this video and then having eight or nine suits watch it and come up with all these like reasons why they don't like it so they can justify their you know position and management or whatever the fuck and then I have to go through and make all these arbitrary changes and subjective shit and all this other stuff I'm just kind of I just I'm over it I'm kind of over it you know I just want a job where I can just keep my head down and do the fucking work and just go home and not think about it so so yeah, I don't know. I've been kind of thinking about that shit. I also have I've been thinking of like crazy shit, like starting a like fucking starting a food truck, <laughs> like just crazy shit. Um, but I also like I've never really had a job where I've worked where I've had to work with the public too much. 
Like I never did food. I never did retail, uh, customer service. I never really did any of that stuff. Like the closest I ever had to work with the public is I had, you know, I work with clients, right? And that's a little bit more like working with clients is a little bit more of like a collaborative experience. And, and when I did it, then, you know, standing behind a ca- uh, register and just having people like berate you for whatever stupid shit or being a waiter and being shit on for whatever. Um, you know, I've never had a job where I worked with like the direct public. So I guess the, and, and I don't want to start now cause I'm older and even more cantankerous and, and surly than I was in my teens. <laughs> so the idea of working with the public now is even worse. Um, I just don't, I just don't think I could do it. I don't think I have the patience or the tolerance to, to, to work in a, a public job, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> and it's not like I can be a stay at home dad, you know, forever. Cause at some point, you know, they're gonna be off the school and I, you know, I gotta be doing something. I can't just be sitting at the house watching Westerns and, and playing fucking video games. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I'm sure the wife wouldn't like that. Um, so yeah, that's been some shit that's on my mind here recently is like, do I just like jump back in it and just kind of, you know, relearn how to ride the bike, so to speak, or do I just make a complete like career change and, uh, you know, doing that and you're, you know, having that mindset in your mid thirties of like completely changing and it can be done. I mean, my sister is a good example of that. She used to be a hairstylist for like 10 plus years and then went back to school and is now a uh, English teacher at a high school, like a complete, a complete change, you know? <laughs> so it can be done. It's just, A, I don't really want to go back to school to learn a new trade or anything like that. I'd rather just, and like I said, my resume is pretty much very specific for one kind of thing. Um, so it's not really the most diverse resume if I'm trying to like start a different career path um, it's a good resume if I'm trying to work in marketing and or video production or whatever but it's not a good resume if I'm trying to you know go be you know like a, a paralegal or an accountant or a bank teller or whatever the fuck you know something or like it doesn't really translate to any of that stuff I don't have any management training I don't have any people skills really um so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what to do. So that's kind of been racking my brain here recently. But I feel like I, I, if I were to get back into video production, it would have to be for a company that I can actually buy in on. You know, a lot of it that I've been doing in my experience is all through corporate and I don't buy in corporate culture. I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I don't give a shit about all the phony baloney politics and all that nonsense of corporate world. You know, I've never really worked for like a, a small agency or a marketing firm that's like very specific at one thing. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I just haven't had the a good experience yet to keep me in this in this field because. I feel like every job I've had, 
you know, there's been, there's, you know, they're not, there's been good aspects. Like some of the people I've worked with have been cool or some of the projects I've done that I've been proud of or, but a lot of times, you know, it's all corporate and, and that shit just, especially, especially working in a corporate setting as a creative, like that's the worst. Cause it's so bureaucratic and you're coming in as like the artist and having to deal with all that bureaucracy and, and hand wringing and shit. It's just the worst. It's the fucking worst. Like I'd rather work for like a smaller firm where everyone in there is like some sort of like creative or, or at least has an understanding of that mindset and that world as opposed to working at a large company where everyone is like business minded and fiscal minded. And then you're like the one of like four creatives that are just shit on all the time. Like, I don't think I can do that anymore. I'm, I'm fucking tired of that. It caused way too much stress and anxiety. And now being a dad of two, like, I just don't want to be bringing that shit home anymore. You know, it was different when I was, when it was just my wife and I, I can come home and like vent to her and then just get like blackout drunk or smoke some weed or whatever and not have to worry about it. But I can't be doing that shit now. So I need a, I need a career that's not stressful. Um, that I can just forget about past, you know, once five o'clock hits, I don't bring that shit home with me anymore. Or if I do, it needs to be for like a positive reason because I just like working for the, you know, working for it or, or whatever. Like, so yeah, that's, that's some of the shit going on right now. Um, but I'll figure it out. Well, you know, well, I got time. I don't have to, you know, this is, this is stuff we were talking about for like spring, summer, maybe, you know, cause my daughter gets home, my wife will be on maternity leave for a while and kind of setting up a, you know, our whole new routine with a toddler and a newborn. So we got to figure all that stuff out. Plus we were talking about maybe moving, moving back home, being closer to family, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of thoughts, a lot of changes, a lot of questions that need answering. So, so yeah, should be an interesting 2023 should be very interesting. So we'll kind of, and I'll be doing this podcast and <laughs> letting you guys know. Maybe a, you know, maybe a total shit storm. Who knows? So, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for uh, this week. I hope you guys had a, you know, good Thanksgiving. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week and good weekend. And uh, next time you hear from me, it will be December the Christmas season. So, all right. I'll check in with you guys later. Turn the volume up. Put the needle on the record. Turn the volume up. Put the needle on the record. Turn the volume up. Put the needle on the record. Turn the volume up.